Hello and welcome back to Sort by Best Match. I'm Megan. And I'm Emily. And we're back in our school's library. Yeah. Our time on Thursday so far has been a failure. I know. I know. We, we keep saying like, oh guys, like expect the episodes on Thursdays. <laughs> like we're gonna, you know, we have a time that we can be in Emily's dorm and da 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 da. And then also my roommate came back early on Thursday anyway. So that so, would have been traumatic. Yeah, so I don't know. Thursday might not actually work. <laughs> this is so sad. Because, <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't think you guys understand the inherent, like, anxiety of recording a fan fiction podcast in your school's <laughs> library. <laughs> we have um, it set up so we're facing the door to see if anyone comes by. Yeah, and the room that we're in, we usually record it in the same room, and then it's, like, hard to actually get it like reserved Mm -hmm. but there's like all these windows that like people walking by can see directly into (laughs) this room specifically because we're on the ground floor um but today the shades are down which we didn't realize was an option so (laughs) that makes it a bit better yeah so people aren't like staring at the two of us like just sitting and talking (laughs) it's so awkward um but yeah so if you guys want to picture us and get your like your mental image of how this podcast is going. We're sitting in the library yes. in a conference room. Yes, it's so. like separate from the main part of the library, kind of. We wouldn't we wouldn't do this out in the open, guys. Yeah. No, please know that we wouldn't. <laughs> we wouldn't. We wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So what do we have for them this week? Well, we have Merlin and Pride and Prejudice. Pride and Prejudice will be going first. Yes. Um, Pride and Prejudice, I have to, like, preface this, is, like, literally one of my favorite books of all time. Can't relate. It's so good. When we read it in English, I skimmed it, slash I didn't read it. I, like, genuinely, (laughs) (laughs) I love this book so, so much. Um, this is, like, the English major in me speaking, though. Mm -hmm. It's just really good. I'm against reading, actually. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard. I say I'm against reading because the only thing I actually read is fan fiction. (laughs) It always like makes me laugh when I was like, I'm against reading, and then it's like, then she'll like, <laughs> she and I will text each other, and it's like, I just spent like this amount of hours reading. Yes. Like, yeah, so you're just against reading real books. Yeah, which really cracks me up. I think it's fair. I, it is fair. I read bulk guys. I read real <laughs> books and insane amounts of fan fiction. Um, I'm always like. Like, wow, why am I starting my homework so late? Like, where did the time go? And it's like, oh, <laughs> I just read 200,000 words today. It's like, I'm on the 20th page of the blank tab or <laughs> tag or whatever. <laughs> it happens. It happens to the best of us. But anyways, Pride and Prejudice. So, oh, there's actually, I wanted to show you this right before we actually get into reading the real Pride and Prejudice stuff. Because I thought this was, like, the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Okay. So, on Wattpad, apparently, like, people upload classics to Wattpad. Oh. And, like, like they just, like, literally just transcribe the chapters into, into Wattpad. So, there's several copies of Pride and Prejudice just... Because it's, it's public domain. Yes. Just uploaded. And so, you can read Pride and Prejudice in a Wattpad format with people reacting line <laughs> by line. <laughs> This is, we need this to, is, like, get this no, to English but this classes. is, like, the best thing I've ever seen in my life. I mean, I don't think you understand. <laughs> like, let me... Oh, my God. It's not working. Um, but, like, this chapter two 
of this has 5.4 thousand <laughs> comments on it. Um, the comments aren't loading for whatever reason right now. But um, basically, like, every time that, like, um, like Mr. Bennett says something sassy to Mrs. Bennett, everyone's like, OMG, like, crying emoji. <laughs> He's so funny. I'm like, I honestly think I might reread the book on what? <laughs> That's so true, actually. <laughs> Like, this is so genius. I think, like, this is great, but I also think, like, bring it to English teachers. It's English teachers should put it on Wattpad under their name, and then for homework, <gasps> the students would respond Wait, and comment. That's on actually lives. so funny. <laughs> I would, Loki, if I was an English teacher, I would do that and then feign ignorance as to, like, what Wattpad yeah. is actually used <laughs> for. Like, I found this great site where we yeah. can comment. <laughs> Where people upload little stories, and you can, they actually have, um, you can upload Pride and Prejudice to it. So I, I did that, and I want each of you for homework to upload your reactions line by line, because it has that great feature. <laughs> and like, I'm like, so I want you all to make an account, and just to see if any of my students would comment with their real accounts. Yes. I, at least one person would. <laughs> I'm thinking about that one TikTok, um... There, it was like a someone's Zoom room, and it was like in the chat was Kotsky Bakugo, and it was like <laughs> someone was like commenting on Zoom, and their like screen name was Bakugo, and then the teacher was like, "Last chance, Kotsky, are you here for math?" <laughs> I, like, I just feel like that would arise yes anyways i wanted to share that mm-hmm. i think it's a really an innovation and i might be reading pride and prejudice on wattpad now nice. maybe i'll read it on wattpad and pretend it's a fan fiction and then i As can you read should. it okay. or i'll do the versions where they just put someone else's name into it <laughs> actually we're gonna read this one first okay so we're on ao3 and i will save these to our collection um we're sort by best match on ao3 so if you want to read along you can okay There is nothing so quite as beautiful as a sunrise. The mist in the mornings makes for a cool ambiance during one's morning walk. The dew on the blades of grass that brush your ankles like something loving and not at all a blade. The sun nudging its way through the clouds that crowd around the peaks of the hill in the distance. It's cold. You've been awake all night. This one is, I'm going to just say this, it's written very artfully. Mm -hmm. We're just going to get to a point where it's revealed. And then we're going to stop. Love that. You can feel the long fingers of grass and flowers curling around your calves like they would like it to keep you within their misty embrace. You tug your shawl tighter around your shoulders, squinting against the strips of sunlight that peer through the clouds when they move. It's cold. Opposite to the frigid morning air, you're thinking of a hot night spent in a hot room where you're dressed in white and dancing with a man with a personality as bold as the carmine color of his eyes. Yeah. It's cold. In a fit of frustration, you comb your hair back out of your face and exhale shakily. Your breath mists before you, a proposal in the rain, a visit to your friend's house over the weekend, gruff arguments and banter that you find yourself enjoying, an old woman dropping by your own home and demeaning you and offending you to an outrageous degree. Those are real plot points from Mm -hmm. Pride and Prejudice. I remember that. (laughs) (laughs) There is nothing so quite as beautiful as the sunrise. You might usually be clear-headed when slipping out of the house in the early hours of the morning, but today was different. Today you were thinking of him. Him, stuck up and dismissive in a room full of people, lining up and begging for his notice. Him, terribly awkward and stiff and a little brash when you come to visit your sickly sister. 
him in the rain, the rain and the thundering of two big clumsy hearts with a lost look upon his face, him helping you onto a carriage, holding your hand for less than a moment before he pulls away abruptly, looking like he had just opened his eyes and seen a person for the first time in his life. If you've ever seen the movie, like the more recent one, it's that scene where he like clenches his fist. That gets me so good. (laughs) I am sorry. (laughs) Like he had seen you for the first time in his life. Mornings make you introspective. You walk further into the field by your parents' home, eyes glued to the ground and the flora that sways with each tender brush of the brisk morning air, like fingers against an unloved pianoforte. Yeah. Months upon months of interactions pile up in your mind, a new influx of feelings wrapping themselves around your heart and lungs like a grapevine. He was kind in his way, brash and loud and unruly like a storm gathering at night, but you wouldn't have known him to be so kind and even considerate if a higher power had not dragged you by the collar to realize it. He wanted to help you. Yes, he may have offended your family terribly, but saving your sister from potential ruin was an act so good that it made the morning air feel warmer, sweeter, homelier. He's brash. There is no other word to describe Vaca. Go! That's why I made you read all of it. If you, if you couldn't hear, Emily said Vaca Go. <laughs> okay. We can be done now. Well, I'm just saying, like, it, like, it doesn't make sense, but it also, like, makes sense a bit, so that's... But like, if I was to fan cast Pride and Prejudice from like My Hero, I'd pick Todoroki for Darcy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, that's like, I think it was just like, cause it's this is just almost, funny. Like it almost makes sense that I like, I didn't think of it. But like now that yeah. I hear it, I'm like, okay, thinking back. I was I'm like, wondering, what is this? I was wondering if you would guess with Carmine Eyes, cause uh, that's red. Red. Okay, I just didn't know that what that meant. That's fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I picked this one to go first because it's. It, it, they try to, like, capture the vibe of, like, the movie, yes. just to kind of set the scene in you guys, like, in your heads. Is it, like, your name, or is it, like, it's, a girl, my it's just, character? No, it's just, like, your name. Okay. Or is it... It's, it's, it's ex-reader. It's, like, oh, okay. it's, like, you're Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the first one. Hello. That's Your Hands Are Cold by Amore underscore Eel on AO3. Alright, this one, hold on. I'm just like imagining Bakugo as like an old British man from the whenever time it is period. Yeah. <laughs> Regency era. <laughs> okay. This one, so the first line may be a bit shocking. It does not get graphic, so. Okay. I'll place it down without looking. It is the truth universally acknowledged that Dean Winchester was in want of a monster cock. Ah! <laughs> Oops, someone like walked by right as you were saying that. Oopsie. The OMG supernatural. Yeah. Um, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't like actually <laughs> get weird until the end. Um, well, not that that's not weird, but <laughs> there were a surprising amount of supernatural pride and prejudice AUs, I must say. Quite a few. Good for them. Okay, perhaps not universally acknowledged exactly, but at the very least, widely known. <laughs> That's the first line of Pride and Prejudice, in case you guys aren't wondering. Not the, That's, not no, the... that is actually the exact first line. Yeah. It came verbatim, so. <laughs> it was like, um, it was like, it is a truth universally acknowledged that a single man in possession of a good fortune must be in want of a wife. Mm-hmm. So you'll see a lot of plays on that as okay. we continue. 
He did not take any steps towards hiding it. In fact, his very career choice, Monster Hunter, placed him amongst the necessary societal circles in which to meet people possessing said monster cocks. Which is how he found himself in the particular scenario, a stare down with a certain Mr. Darcy. In his years of monster hunting, he had never quite met someone so difficult, but here, this monster of a man stood before him, tall, foreboding, and heart-stoppingly sexy. Do you have a report for me? Darcy's hand fidgeted. Dean scratched the back of his head. Status of the demon is still unknown. Sam and I, you know, my brother, the string bean. Sam and I are trying to figure out what you may have, why this demon in particular is following you. Dean could not think of a few reasons why someone might want to follow Darcy. One big, hot, long reason in particular. Dean, <laughs> Dean's a little fixated right now. You think I've done something to warrant a haunting? Not a haunting per se, but... Break any hearts recently? Darcy scoffed. Are we in grade school? I haven't taken a relationship in years. Couldn't handle you, Dean winced. Very few could handle me, Mr. Winchester, Darcy deadpanned, <laughs> his face betraying little expression. Well, you just haven't met the right gal yet. That's why Samuel, that's what Sammy always tells me at least. Though what does he know? His last girlfriend was a freaking demon. Is that true? Uh, well, it depends when this takes place, but he did have a girlfriend who was okay. a demon. <laughs> What could have possibly made you think I would be interested in, as you put it, a gal? Dean practically swallowed uh, his own tongue in response. I, I mean, you, yes, uh, you're not into chicks. Would you like to know what I'm into, Mr. Winchester? Dean suddenly found himself with his back against the wall, with little recollection of how he got there. I feel like that always happens to people <laughs> in fanfics. Everyone's always suddenly against the wall. I, Dean hesitated for a moment. I would. Very well. Turn around, Mr. Winchester. You're about to find out. (laughs) I just thought the pairing was very funny. Yes. And that's why I forced us to read that. Um, Let me see. What's our next? (laughs) Okay. This one, again, is is a funny reveal. I'm just not... We'll read a little bit into it just so you can see who they've kind of cast the characters as basically i went for pretty much like all crossovers today just so that people could like engage with it more it is a truth universally acknowledged that a single man in possession of a good fortune must be in want of a worthy partner yes all right so that's the that's the key change um like, I, I read the line for you guys earlier. It's in want of a wife. They've changed it to in want of a partner. Okay. <laughs> One man born into an imaginable wealth and status who reigned the aristocratic social circles was told this bit of advice in his youth by his grandfather. However, he found out with time that worthy companions appeared far and few between. Likewise, his lifelong friend was skeptical that such a person who was equal parts beautiful, intelligent, and headstrong could exist within their society. For it seemed all rich men and women alike weaponized their assets and reputations to ensure no one of a truly independent and artless nature would thrive among them. These two men only sur- two men, yes, yes. <laughs> only survived because their wealth, disproportionate even to most old family friends, seemed enough to compensate for their blatant disinterest in the formalities of balls. <laughs> it would be funny okay and their apathy towards their fawning audiences at such events yet everywhere they went they sought this enigmatic figure who would give meaning to something as obscure as inconceivable as a worthy partner eventually they would have their fated meeting in the unlikeliest of places Kar- karasuna park <laughs> so would you like to tell the audience what this is hi cute yes <laughs> this is a bride impression. <laughs> 
Okay, I'm con- I'm confused because you'll you'll see in a minute. I'm just saying. So I don't know if I'm reading this. I might be. Am I reading this incorrectly? Because to me, this seems like it's leading to a threesome. No. Okay. No. Because okay, are, it's like they're searching separately to find each other. Because to me, it was reading like they're searching together to find someone else. No. So I think. Because it's like how this is it, but they're searching. They're they're each searching. Yes. And they're gonna find each other. No, it, it's to, not. Yeah, no. Yeah. Because at first I was like, they're searching they're, for someone together. <laughs> they're talking about like Darcy and Bingley's replacements. Oh, uh, okay, yes, yes. So like Darcy and Bingley are like besties. Okay, they okay. kind of just, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, in the rural areas of Miyagi re- resided a family wealthy by means of the landed gentry. They were not aristocrats, surely, but they were an upper-class family made up of gentlemen. Nonetheless, the two heads of the family, Ukai and Takeda... That's, so that's the teacher and the coach? <laughs> Good for them. <laughs> Five brothers, Yamaguchi, Hinata, Suga, Oikawa, and Noshita. So, so why is Oikawa there? <laughs> <laughs> I don't explain it. I'm guessing, so I didn't read the whole thing, because this is actually... This is actually fairly long. Like, oh, it's, yeah, it's long. long and it's continuing. Like, last updated this August. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, I'm just going to say, like, most of the Pride and Prejudice AUs people, like, they write them at length. Mm-hmm. So, we read, like, short bits, but, like, we're going to, this is, like, okay. people, when they settle down to do a Pride and Prejudice AU, they do it to the end. So, this is Good such a case. Them. But I'm guessing Okawa's there to replace one of the bratty sisters. Okay, but I was just like, why not pick another person on the people just team? people just want him to be there. Yeah, I mean, people I get just that. people just really like him. I just think it's funny that it's like everyone else is on their team except for him. Like, I, I think switched it up a bit. I, think, <laughs> I just like there's not like there's not that large of a cast of characters, so I feel like they're just like I need him to be there. Yeah, but I mean, like there's I know. Well, I'm also just confused. Also, why. And Noshita is there? Whatever, however you pronounce the name? Yeah, I don't know. King of barely speaking. Okay. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> oh, you know what? He's probably the sister who doesn't do anything and just kind of sits and plays the piano. <laughs> so true. And they're like, she will never find a husband because she sucks. <laughs> okay. They live comfortably. <laughs> they live comfortably. I feel like that gives off Yamaguchi vibes, but I'll continue. No, no, no. You'll see in a minute. Okay. They lived comfortably, could keep a cozy staff of cooks and housekeepers, cultivated a considerable plot of land, and raised livestock of their own. Ukai, a gentleman, married Takeda, a man of no outstanding social rank or wealth, but the two had come across each other while Ukai had gone on a business trip. Upon seeing Takeda through the glass window of a seamstress's shop, Ukai immediately set about courting the man. It was not a convenient marriage, as Ukai's parents had expected, but they offered little protest after meeting Takeda. They were charmed by a sweet and naive disposition and felt him a good match for their son. However, Ukai came to know that Takeda was more calculating than he appeared at first glance, yet it was a trait that Ukai accepted wholeheartedly and even admired sometimes when it did not have him overwhelmed. So I guess he's kind of like Mrs. Bennett trying mm-hmm. to be like, this is how all of my daughters will find a man. I feel like that's not how he is. It really isn't at all. <laughs> Neither sit- of them are. He's just sitting there with- Teaching people. Neither of them would care, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> now Takeda lounged across a large cushioned chair, fanning himself from the summer heat. Contrary to the weather and the hand not holding the fan, he had held a small porcelain teacup. Ukai could only chuckle as he passed the entrance of the drawing room, making his way towards his study. Hearing the distant footsteps caused Takeda to jump up from his formerly lazy position, tailing his husband before he could immerse himself in the afternoon's business. 
Okay, darling, said a suddenly animated Takeda. Have you heard that Karasuno Park is let at last? My dear, you must try and guess which gentleman has taken up residence there. So that's like how the book begins. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my god, someone has finally rented this, <laughs> this old mansion near us. I wonder who it is. Okay grumbled, saying that he did not want to, that he had an urgent matter in the form of a letter he had to draft. Okay, fine, I shall tell you. And perhaps once I list each of his admir qualities, you will feel compelled to call upon him, Takeda said, leaning his thigh insistently against Ukai's shoulder. Immediately, a weakness of Kai's that Takeda knew all too well. He's a man of great wealth from further up north, looking to find a quaint country settlement and decided upon Karasuno Park immediately after giving it a tour. He is said to have an income of 10000 a year. His name is T- <laughs> 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 Sir K. Tsukushima. Yes, I am aware, love. <laughs> okay, so is Yamaguchi... Elizabeth or no? Is he so? Well, so just read the last part and then I'll and then I'll discuss it with everybody. Yes, I don't know it as well as Megan, so because it's like my favorite book. But yeah, (laughs) yes, I am aware. Love said Okai without lifting his eyes from the book. He comes with an old friend by the name of Sir Tobio Kageyama. (laughs) (laughs) I hear he too is rather wealthy. Okay, so Hinata is. Yes. So Kageyama is Darcy, Mm -hmm. which honestly I feel like kind of works because he's like, you know, quiet and grumpy. Yeah. And then Suki is Bingley, which doesn't work at all. It really doesn't. (laughs) I think it's more just that they wanted to write it. Um, So Suki is Bingley, but like. And that means Yamaguchi is Jane. So he's like the hot one? The like the beautiful, perfect one, yes. I mean, I guess good for him. Good for him. I feel like he gives, he's like that, but then also useless. Yes. That's like. They just don't let him talk enough. (laughs) (laughs) He's like the stubborn, like. Yeah. I feel like that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yes, except for the fact that Jane is smart. (laughs) True. (laughs) Well, I mean, also Darcy is smart as well. Elizabeth, Elizabeth's supposed to be smart. (laughs) Darcy's supposed to be smart. Jane's also supposed to be, actually, no. Like, it's okay for Yamaguchi to be smart. Yeah. Like, them and this should be having the dumbest conversations ever, and that's how they bond. Part part of the, like, the allure to Pride and Prejudice is that, like, Elizabeth and Darcy have these, like, witty conversations <laughs> back and forth. <laughs> it's, it's, that, could, that would not be happening between these two. Yeah. They've, got, they've got, like, the enemies to lovers vibe, because, like, that's what Pride and Prejudice is all about. Mm-hmm. But they do not have the witty banter because they're both dumb as fuck. <laughs> Anyways, that's. I just wanted you to see how it was set up there. Yes. Um, I didn't really read much further than this chapter, but okay. that is all we have. But if you want to read it, this is still on AO3, um, and I'll save it so you guys can check it out. It is You Have Bewitched Me, Body and Soul by Soul Case, mm-hmm. which is a quote. Uh, yes, yes. Oh. At first I was like a quote from this one. Like you. <laughs> oh, this one, I we're not gonna read it. I just wanted to show it to you. Um so this one's a death note AU, okay. which makes far more sense actually <laughs> in terms of the, the witty banter. Okay, yes, yes. Not like not saying that like Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying in terms of the intellectual yes. capacity. <laughs> In terms of intellectual capacity, this one, this person wrote it out entirely to like look like a script mm. of like a movie. It's kind of interesting. I just wanted to show it to you, but like they formatted it very interestingly. It's like modern AU Pride and Prejudice. I'll mm-hmm. save it just in case you guys want to look at it. Yeah. It's um, a disastrous meeting by Bloodshot Eyes on AO3, 
but I was just kind of like, this makes more sense for their little conversations. Yeah. And we've got the idiots, and then we've got, <laughs> we've got yeah, that. Volleyball existed back then that they could play. Then they could have witty conversations about volleyball. See, but... I didn't. I, I only read like two chapters of the Haikyuu one, so... Mm-hmm. You guys, if you want to read it, you can let us know or something if they do end up discussing volleyball <laughs> at some point. Because I feel like they should. Yeah, but... I don't know if they will. Um... <laughs> okay, and then I just wanted us to read a little, a little bit of this on Wattpad. It's Pride and Prejudice High School AU. <laughs> this one is no crossovers. Mm-hmm. Okay. It is the truth universally acknowledged that a single teenage boy in possession of good looks must be in want of a girlfriend. But that's bullshit, at least in this day and age when all boys seem to want our nudes and no one wants to settle down for an actual relationship. I would know, since I'm the loser in the background that gets to watch all the romantic drama going on in probably the worst place on earth, Longbourn High School. Longbourn's the name of the Bennett's house. (laughs) I'm a creep. what she's saying <laughs> literally okay i'm lizzie but you wouldn't probably didn't don't notice me when i'm walking down the halls with my older sister jane since everyone is always oogling her she doesn't know it but jane is probably the prettiest girl in the entire school she got looks and what did i get book smarts ugh <laughs> <laughs> elizabeth is also like pretty yeah like she's so dramatic in this Jane said, that's what makes you be <laughs> Wait, literally. Okay, anyways, it was the first day back from summer break when I walking down the school halls with my best friend Charlotte as we were gossiping. Suddenly we heard a commotion coming from my English classroom. We walked up to see what was going on and saw there was a crowd of people surrounding the classroom door. I said my goodbyes to Charlotte and pushed through a swarm of idiots to get into my first period class. Then suddenly I saw a very unfamiliar face. This is going to be an interesting class. We can read chapter two. It's it's not very, like... It was more that I just wanted you to read how Elizabeth introduced herself. Because yeah. <laughs> I found it really funny. Um, yeah. But Mr. Darcy intro here. Okay, so we can read this one. I was alone in this classroom with a boy of whom I had never seen around before. Was he one of the new transfer students I had been hearing about? Must be. I turned to the door to see that the crowd around the door was full of girls who were all squealing. <laughs> I assumed this was over him. I rolled my eyes and turned back to observe my new classmate. I had to admit that he was rather attractive, and from looking at his Yeezys and Gucci sweats, (laughs) you would not wear that. Mr. Darcy pulling up his Yeezys and Gucci sweats. He would be like the dramatic, like, e-boy. Yeah, he would. (laughs) No, he's wearing his Yeezys and Gucci sweats, guys. He had to be rich as well. Maybe he was what the crowd was gawking over, but I'd seen better. I took my assigned seat behind him and pulled out my pencil case and book. This term in English class, we will be studying the famous Jane Austen book, Pride and Prejudice. It's like an after when they read whatever. Have you seen that movie? I know. They read some like some like classic book that somehow pertains to um, like the two people's like relationships. So like and like fake Harry Styles has like lots to say about it in his little British accent, <laughs> <laughs> and they have like a little enemies to lovers moment there. Okay. I thought you were gonna say because it's like this is. Fan fiction about Pride and Prejudice for the reading of Pride and Prejudice book. I thought you were going to say, and after they read like a Harry Styles book, and that's how No, related. no. I wish they did. That would be funnier. But <laughs> like, this, this looks a bit like me. <laughs> <laughs> Except they don't, like, fake that's Harry Styles. Name. This has nothing to do with actual Harry name? Styles. It's Harry Styles. Harden, Harden Scott. Yes. They, really, they really didn't try too hard to switch it up. <laughs> 
Okay, personally, I didn't like it because I thought that the plot of the story was way too cliche. Plus, it isn't like anything from that book could happen in real life. Okay. <laughs> like, oh, does this apply to me? <laughs> it's, it's actually such a crazy plot. Nothing ever similar could ever happen in it. Yeah. So I could, didn't understand why we had to learn about it. Suddenly, the bell rang, and I snapped out of my thoughts. My English teacher, Mr. Lucas, had walked in, and as the rest of the class filed into the room, I c- could hear the murmuring of the new boy who I was seated behind. Mr. Lucas cleared his throat before saying, Welcome back, class. I hope we all had a great summer break and are excited to get back to another fun term of English. Uh, my class around me groaned in disagreement, but he continued. This term, we are joined by a very special transfer student. Everyone's attention spiked as a murmur sprung up again about the new boy. I heard he's rich, said the girl behind me. I bet he's a snob. He looks like one dressed like that. Another boy snickered. He's so dreamy, squealed some chick. The new boy stood up and joined Mr. Lucas at the front of the class. Hello, I'm Darcy, and I hope we can work together as a class. Even though you are all inferior. (laughs) This is where the Bakugo is Yes. I think they really got hung up on, like, Bakugo, like, calling people, like, extra, like, whatever, you're beneath me. And he was like, oh, Darcy does that. (laughs) I'm sorry. No matter how much you want him to do that, he will not. (laughs) He muttered that last bit, but I heard him and scoffed quietly to myself. Does he really think he's better than us because of his wealth? That pretty phrase won't make up for his trashy personality. Darcy sat back down in front of me, and Mr. Lucas began explaining this term's project. A group project in pairs. A little part of me died inside. You see, I don't really get along well with people, and much prefer to work alone when I can. However, I guess I didn't really have a choice. I silently prayed to the partnered up to be partnered up with someone tolerable, as Mr. Lucas began reading off the pairings. I sat nervously, praying for a good partner when I heard my name called out shortly before my worst nightmare. Elizabeth and Darcy, Mr. Lucas read before smiling at two of us. Fuck. And that's where we're going to stop. So true. So that's all the Pride and Prejudice I have for us today. That was good. Yeah, I tried my best. So basically, if you guys want a long story to read, if you go on AO3 and just search Pride and Prejudice, like, (laughs) crossover. It will be there. There's so fucking many. It's insane. Um, But yeah, and they're all very long. So I'll save the ones that I talked about for us. And then this one is just Pride and Prejudice High School AU by It's Me Frog on Wattpad, in case you guys want to read that. Love that. So... Yeah, that's all I have for us today. Okay, Merlin. All right, so Merlin time. Yes, I'll give my background in Merlin is that I started watching it, it was maybe like three years ago or something, mm-hmm. and I got to like the very beginning of season five, and then I stopped watching. So I have like 10 episodes left from the ending. So I've watched basically all of it, and I know the ending, kind of, not too in-depth, but so I have basically pretty good knowledge of Merlin. Megan, what is your knowledge? (laughs) I've seen some of season one. Mm -hmm. Um, I, like, know vaguely, like, the plot. Um, I mean, like, King Arthur stuff is, like, also... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, you know what King Arthur is. I also... I did this thing a while back when I was, like, really, really bored during quarantine where I went on AO3 and I read, like, the top, like, fix just, like, ever. (laughs) And so I actually have read some Merlin fan fiction just because I was like, I feel like I can figure out who, like, King Arthur and people are. (laughs) So I know about the whole, like, oh, you can't be a wizard, like, da-da-da-da. Yeah. Yeah. So I know that people want Merlin and Arthur. Well, yes. I actually don't think I ever read any Merlin fan fiction. I I read, like, one or two because they were, I was was trying to sample the top things ever. (laughs) 
Like, I wanted to wait till I finished before I read it. So then I never finished, so I never read it. (laughs) So true. But I actually was like, for this week, I was like, maybe I'll quickly finish it all. And I watched about 20 minutes of another episode. So I did not actually finish it in this week. Funny enough, um, literally, I don't know, the other day I was watching, um, you ever see Avalon High on Disney Channel? Yes, multiple times. Of course. Mm -hmm. So I was watching Avalon High the other day and I'm like, wow, I'm really in a Merlin mood. I'm really in a King Arthur mood. Yes, I... You mentioned Avalon High, like, maybe it was... Like, yeah, we were getting dinner the other day. I'm like, yeah. I feel like I need to watch Avalon High. <laughs> but I was looking for these, like, a few days ago. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, saw that there was Avalon High crossovers. But I was like, I don't know if Megan knows Avalon High no, well enough. I <laughs> so I didn't actually look for them, and it was too late. That's so, so funny. No, I was... one of the, Something in, like, one of the books I was reading reminded me of it. And I was like, I feel like I need to watch this. Mm-hmm. And I made my roommate watch it, because she's never seen it. And then... Greg Sulkin is in it. Yes. And he has an awful amount of Oh, he's accent. terrible. It really cracks me up. <laughs> it's so bad. He like he he's trying his best. Yeah. But <laughs> it's terrible. His best is not that good. Okay. So now we will start. So the first thing I have, you're gonna need try to like cover it as you yeah, read. Yeah, okay, okay. But so Yeah, yeah, yeah. First thing we got. Okay. I'm I'm not Arthur. A scream tore through the forest. Bandits had attacked them while Merlin and Arthur were out hunting. And unfortunately, an arrow had embedded itself into Arthur. R.I.P. He grunted and fell. As he looked to the bandit that towered over him, Arthur couldn't help but think that he couldn't protect Merlin from this, and that at least he would be able to make it out alive, with his blood dripping down his side. The bandit was getting ready to chop his head off, and he knew he wouldn't make it out of this. He could hear Merlin screaming. So with the last of his strength, he found his eyes trailing towards him. What he saw shocked him. Merlin was in the middle of what looked to be an intricate dance. Only the floor around him was moving to the same song. It was beautiful, and it was captivating. It was bending. Oh, my God. (laughs) Can I take my hand away now? Yeah. Oh, my God. I was like, is he doing some magic? (laughs) Bending. That's funny. Bending was a form Camelot had banned on penalty of death. Okay, so it's it's like... Yeah, it's like the same thing, but... So it's like banning magic, but banning bending uh, on penalty of death the firebenders get drowned the airbenders get beheaded the earthbenders get hanged and the waterbenders get burned jesus christ yeah. why did they need to specify that they could have just said banned on penalty of death they get specific deaths all right burned burning fire 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 Merlin up in flames, choking on smoke and screaming for somebody to help him. He couldn't let that be his fate. He couldn't let his servant's destiny end in red and black. He tried to get up. He absentmindedly realized the bandit he had been fighting was now screaming and running away. From him? No, from Merlin. A piece of him wanted to shout to the world that Merlin would never hurt anyone. He was too innocent, too caring. He wears his heart on his sleeve for Avatar's sake. Okay, so the (laughs) Avatar exists in this world as well. I also but, like that he's using like for Avatar's sake as like a little phrase, but then they also burn and kill all the benders. Right. So uh-huh. <laughs> this is a little confusing. But as he watched Merlin's dance come to an end, and Merlin running towards him and catching him when his knees buckled, he couldn't help but stare at Merlin. With a look of determination on his face, he held his free hand up and made a sweeping motion on the ground next to him. He could feel the grass wilt from under him, and the morning dew seemed to magnetize towards Merlin's hand. Okay, so he's going to do some water healing. (laughs) He saw the water engulf Merlin's palms, and Merlin placed them on his chest, where Arthur had broken the arrow and pulled it out. Must have been when he was getting to Merlin. 
He watched mesmerized as the water glowed and a blue tint seemed to give Merlin otherworldly features. Ethereal in the light, his skin looked paler and more fragile. His eyes held more than the pools of blue. He thought he could see flecks of gold as well darting around the iris. I love you, he whispered, unsure if he wants Merlin to hear it or not. Mar Merlin paused in his healing before returning. You have to stop doing this, you prat. <laughs> so true. He bit his lips as he completed the last stages. He dragged his fingers through his hair, his dark raven-colored hair. Arthur wondered if it was as soft as it looked, and oh, it was. He tucked a loose strand behind his ears, which always worked to make the rest of his features mousy in comparison. I love you, he said again, this time with the strength that came from Merlin's waterbending. He lifted himself and wrapped his arms around Merlin's waist and rested his forehead against his. I'll protect you. From his father, from Morgana, from Murgos? I don't, see I don't know. Who that is. I don't he will remember. protect him. I know. The end. Well, that must, was very sweet. Yeah, mostly just wanted to get in about the how they were burning funny. and killing that all was, the That was a little insane. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. but that was very sweet at the end. Okay, so now we have this one shot on Tumblr to read. Okay. 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 Morning, sunshine, Merlin shouted, opening the curtains to the future king's bedroom. Arthur moaned, then sat up. Sunshine, Arthur asked, confused, rubbing his eyes. God, he looks so cute. No, Merlin, he won't accept you for magic. When he finds out, he's not going to accept you for this. Oh my, he called me Sunshine. Stop it, Arthur, stop it now. Okay, so we're having <laughs> Yes. That's funny. <laughs> Father didn't like it with the serving girl, never mind the serving boy. Not that he'd ever like me like that. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> the two of them. Oh my God. Yes, sir. It got you up, didn't it? Yes. Help me get dressed and shut up, Arthur said. At breakfast. When do you go and get the mail, Merlin? Arthur asked. After breakfast, sir. I've been getting it after breakfast for years now. Thought you'd have realized. Why, sir? Something important? Kind of. A letter from that princess. The one father wanted me to marry, he replied. Oh, no. Nope. My heart started beating faster. He told me he didn't like her. He told, me he, she, he told me she was dull and boring. Was he going to marry her? No. Oh, my Merlin. Stop this. Why is he going, oh, my Merlin, to himself? <laughs> He's Merlin. Also, no one would be saying that at this point in time. Cause it's, what? Like, yeah, like in Harry Potter, they're like, oh, Merlin, because he's like a wizard. But like, no one knows he's a wizard and no one, he's like a serving boy in this. That's like <laughs> if I were like, if I just like walk around, oh, my Megan. Like, <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> Um, okay. Marriage plans, Arthur, Merlin said with a wink. Oh, God, no. I'd rather marry my serving boy, Arthur said, smirking back. <laughs> oh, my. Have I just told him I want to marry him? No, he'll have taken it as an insult. God, I love him. No, no, I don't. I didn't mean that. I don't know what I mean. This is so funny. The internal monologues are really... I assume that's why you picked it. Yes. Um, shall I go and get it now, Merlin asked. Arthur nodded. Merlin ran down to the letterbox. One letter from that princess. Let's have some fun with this. That's him thinking. <laughs> Arthur, it's here, Merlin shouted, standing by Arthur's door. Give it here then, Arthur said. Merlin shrugged and shook his head. I'm not chasing you. You know I'll win, and you also know what happened last time. Merlin sighed, shrugged, and ran out of the room. <laughs> Just running away with this letter. For goodness sakes, Merlin, Arthur shouted, running after him. They ran through the dungeons. Haven't caught me yet, sir, Merlin said cockily. No, but what I swear when I do, you, I, you're getting fired, he replied. 
oh, poor me. I'll have to work for Gaius, Gaius. and I'll get to stay in bed later. Where are you? I'll give it back straight away. Merlin shouted sarcastically and started running through the training fields. They kept running, and every now and then, Merlin would turn around and show Arthur the letter. After about 15 minutes, Merlin ran back into Arthur's room. He stood in front of Arthur's bed, with the letter held tightly in his hand, sweating, breathing heavily, and laughing. A few seconds later, Arthur ran in, lent lent on the wardrobe. I'm guessing that he leaned on the wardrobe. <laughs> lent. That's so funny. Actually, I'm taking like a, a second language acquisition course mm. and we learned about like, that's how children like, like learn language. They like kind of like, they apply like verb rules to that. Mm-hmm. So like leaned, they would say lent, which is just funny. <laughs> Anyways, that's just a little connection. Um, okay. You twit, Arthur said, catching his breath. Arthur tackled Merlin onto the bed and took the letter from him, placing it next to him. Arthur stayed laying onto of Merlin. Oh my goodness, I've never been this close. His eyes, oh my. (laughs) That's Merlin thinking. Mm -hmm. They have their thoughts, so Merlin's in italics and then Arthur's in bold. Should I do it? I mean, no one is around. Why shouldn't I? I don't have anything else to lose. Well, I have a lot to lose, but I'll lose it all for this twit. Arthur smiled his little side smile and leant forward, locking their lips in a passionate, love-filled kiss! Exclamation. <laughs> so true. Merlin, he said, pulling away. Mm-hmm, Merlin said. I, I think I like you, he said. No shit. <laughs> Just kissed him. Really? All it would have taken was to seal some of your mail and make you chase me around. If I'd have known, I'd have done it years ago, Merlin said. Oh, shut up, Arthur said, pulling them back into another gentle kiss. The door creaked. Arthur, what the heck are you doing? (laughs) Shouted a familiar voice to both of the boys. Arthur jumped away from Merlin in shock and got up. Father, I can explain. And then they end it right there. Yeah, what's going to happen to them? R.I.P. They're done. Killed for being gay or something? Yeah. Homophobe kingdom. (laughs) It's likely. Yeah. (laughs) It's very likely. Okay, so I'm going to have, this is another crossover, but the crossover gets revealed right away, so you don't have to worry about covering anything. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Merlin's POV. Make it count. Play it straight. Don't look back. Don't hesitate. When you go big time. (laughs) So this is a VTR crossover. Yes, you don't have to, it goes through the whole lyrics of the the theme song you don't need to read it this is just funny and it's merlin's pov to remember Merlin, merlin's pov okay all right dogs that was good we cheered but kendall i looked up Wait. so if you see merlin, here, is, merlin kendall? is kendall but why you'll see it explains okay <laughs> it's titled merlin's secret identity oh yes okay but kendall i looked up is there something on your mind you're not as loud as you normally are I shook my head. Of course, there was plenty on my mind. I was leading a double life, one of which could get me killed. Plus, there's a lot of tension between Arthur and his father, ever since he admitted that he loved Gwen. And Gaius thinks I'm seeing a girl because I'm not at the castle at night. On the other hand, Logan keeps thinking I'm sick and thinks I should see a therapist or something. <laughs> Carlos keeps raving on about corn dogs, and that's enough to make anybody lose their mind for a few hours. James will only take his eyes away from his mirror to sing, shoot in a music video, or to go on a date. He's been slightly depressed and ever since Jennifer, the blonde one, dumped him. R.I.P. Joe is in New, in- New Zealand for three years, and Freya died, so my heart was broken double. 
And no, I am not dating two girls at the same time. (laughs) Freya and I were like brother and sister before she died. Joe and I are boyfriend-girlfriend. We're just long distance. (laughs) If you can tell, like, the two worlds are existing at once, and he travels between them. This is so confusing. Yes. (laughs) All right, so true. (laughs) Okay. On the Camelot side of my life, everybody sees Morganina (laughs) as the king's loving ward, adopted child, in parentheses. But only Gaius and I see her for what she really is, an evil witch trying to steal the crown. Talk about a split personality. Arthur expects me to be on way, a weak servant with a sarcastic sense of humor. And the other guys expect me to be their leader with a bunch of advice for their personal problems with girls, Griffin, or Gustavo. God, that's so hard. (laughs) Like, why can't you just stop? Like, I just don't understand how he got embroiled in big time rush. I don't either. (laughs) I should probably explain. Good, I want to hear it. I'm from two time periods. Both of them have their own separate destinies for me to follow. Okay, that wasn't actually that good of an explanation. And I also don't think your destiny as being in big time rest is as important as your destiny of like saving the world. Gotta go big time, Emily. (laughs) True. (laughs) And I've become so involved in both of them that if I leave either one. Well, I don't know what would happen, but it wouldn't be good. Big time rush could replace you. <laughs> I don't know what happened to make me from two different time periods, but something did, and I can't change it. Okay. <laughs> I'm from the 21st century and from the Middle Ages. Like Camelot times. In fact, I am from Camelot. You already said that. Don't expect me to explain how that happened. I wish you would. It seems like you don't have an explanation. No. It's, like, it's just like... Uh, I could explain it, but I don't want to. Yeah. I could explain this one as well, but I don't know. It'll be too confusing, so. (laughs) Anyway, I have two personalities, two lives, two destinies. I think you get it. I just want to know, how did this author think this up? Yeah. Like, this is so wild. Like, I really, I really love seeing the ideas for crossovers that people come up with, Mm -hmm. because this is like, this is hilarious. Um, I also have two names. In the 21st century, I'm Kendall Knight. Maybe they picked it because, like, night. Night of genius. That's what I'm thinking. Um, you've probably heard of me if you like the band Big Time Rush. I'm the lead singer. In the Middle Ages, I'm Merlin Emrys. Is that how I say it? Yes. Yeah, the Merlin Emrys. The one who is a great sorcerer and all that. Again, don't expect me to explain <laughs> that. <laughs> I wasn't going to at this rate. Oh, there's someone... Okay, sorry we were interrupted. A man came into the room to fix a computer... And then we had to take like a 15 minute break because he actually came back in after that and we were kind of nervous to start and I guess for good reason. Because he'd be like, what are you reading? And I'm still on the edge that he may come in ever, another time. So, so if, it, if we cut off abruptly again, that's what happened. I'll um, be on the watch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I think we left off with, um, again, don't expect me to explain that. Let's just say I like my cell phone, but it's gotten me into a few close calls and awkward situations in a place that's not supposed to have technology, much less electricity. Why is he bringing it? I don't, yeah. I don't understand the, the coexistence, the time travel at all. And it's like, how is he supposed to use that phone anywhere yeah. like in the past? <laughs> I'm just walking down the hall of the castle, and all of a sudden, my ringtone starts blasting out of my pocket because I got a text from Carlos asking if I had eaten the last corn dog. That almost got me killed. Thanks a lot, Carlos. (laughs) I also have two appearances. Yeah, because the actors don't look at all alike. I have blonde hair and green eyes in the 21st century, and I have black hair and blue eyes in the Middle Ages. 
Again, don't ask me to explain. Oh my god. Shut the fuck up. If you're not going to explain, then don't enumerate this. Um, I remember one time, Arthur caught me with green eyes. So he can just, like, morph this at will. Yeah, I guess. All right. Not an experience I care to repeat. Hours of questioning. I'll leave it at that. And the time Logan thought I had dyed my hair black. I went into the bathroom for a minute and walked back out because in between time periods, it takes a minute or two for my appearance to adapt. Okay, so it's not at will. Um, okay. Thankfully, Arthur hasn't bo- caught me with blonde hair. Yet. I don't know what his dad would do if I suddenly showed up with blonde hair. Probably kill you. <laughs> Something tells me he won't buy the an evil dude put a curse on me story. I pulled the last time my appearance wasn't in order. And not to mention when I get an injury on one time period and show up in the other with a sudden broken bone or something. You see, I can only use the excuse I was in a hockey game in one time period since Arthur doesn't know what hockey is. In the Middle Ages, I try to hide any injuries as best I can. How many injuries does he get as a big-time Rush member? Uh, Yeah, I guess he tripped and fell while dancing. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't always work out that way. Okay, we're gonna just like be talking to people, blah, blah, blah. And now it's he's going back to uh we can start here i dashed out the door and ran towards the woods there was this rock that was the boundary type thing for camelot in the palm woods arthur almost followed me here one time i crossed the boundary and arrived suddenly in gaius's quarters gaius wasn't there which was good because my hair was still blonde arthur called me i being an idiot forgot to see if i was back to merlin normal i wasn't oh no gee chapter two okay Arthur needed me to clean his armor. Without looking up, he said, Merlin, I've been trying to find you for an hour. I need you to clean my armor. Then he looked up. You're not Merlin, he said. Where's Merlin? Is he sick or something? He asked. I had no idea what he was talking about. You should... If this is like a constant concern in his head. This should be like... He should be like, oh, fuck. I'm in my wrong... Like, yeah, just pretend you're someone else. Okay. Like, oh, God. I am Merlin, he, I said. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. You have blonde hair and green eyes. Oh, I can explain. Really? Because you you haven't been able to explain to the audience this entire time. (laughs) Okay, then. Explain. Okay. No, I can't explain. Mm. This really, this is reading like the Gabriella and whatever, like conversations. (laughs) True. Can you explain? Yeah. No. (laughs) What happened? Um, This evil dude walked up to me. He said something... In Latin, and um, you said that the last time. The dude was Apollo. He wanted to make me look like him. Thunder rumbled in the distance. <laughs> They're really bringing in like the whole Percy Jackson thing of the gods. Like, wait, what? <laughs> Emily just gave me a look. Is this gonna? <laughs> oh my god! I thought as loud as I could. I'll explain later. The thunder stopped. Who's Apollo? This is hopeless. I think you can guess who said what. I waited for my hair and eyes to return to normal. They didn't. Then I saw why. Carlos, what are you doing here? I wanted to see if you ate the last corn dog. (laughs) Okay, what? So you followed me? Yes, corn dogs are no laughing matter. And what are you doing here, Kendall? I work here. You work for Big Time Rush. (laughs) I work for Big Time Rush and this castle. This is a museum. Sure, let's go with that. Then Arthur said something. What in the world are corn dogs? What's a museum? Who is Big Time Rush? Why is your name Carlos? That's a dumb name. And why is Merlin's hair blonde and his eyes green? And why are you calling him Kendall? 
corn dogs are the best food in the world. Museums are places where they put old stuff and show recreations of past civilizations. Big Time Rush is a music group quickly rising to the top. My dad named me Carlos, and it isn't a dumb name. And why are you calling him Merlin? I face-palmed. <laughs> Follow me. There's no other way to explain this. Like, King, you're so bad at this. <laughs> I walked out of Arthur's chambers or quarters or whatever. I ran outside, Arthur and Carlos following suit, and was stopped by Gaius. Why is your hair blonde? Listen, Gaius, I'll explain later. Isn't his whole face different as well? I think, yes, it is. Like, like I think so. They're always like, like how would they, okay. <laughs> they would be like, this is a random person, not, this is Merlin with his hair blonde. <laughs> um, listen, Gaius, I'll explain later, but I need to go. Go where? I'm going to the woods to show Arthur and Carlos something. That's what that boy's name was? Anyway, I'm going with you. Fine, you can come, but only because I'm in a rush. Gaius laughed. Carlos and Arthur caught up to me and Gaius. We would have ran, but that would have caused a Chinese fire drill. Author's note. Sorry if that offended anyone, but that's what my mom calls it, and I don't know any other term for it. I've never heard that in my entire life, and I yeah, have no idea what they're trying to get I at. I really don't know either. <laughs> um, or something. So we kind of speed walked. Where are we going? Arthur asked. To the woods, I responded. Arthur nodded. We walked for about half a mile through the woods, stopping at the large rock that was a portal between the two worlds. We can have to uh, okay. stop this now. They're going through the portal. And it's blah, blah, blah. They're having a conversation, and they're, like, explaining it to Big Time Rush now. Okay. And then they start singing a Big Time Rush song. So true. has all the lyrics. If I ruled the world, I'd throw all my money in the air like confetti. You get so the true. idea? Okay. So then... Uh, Did you just so then, saw the end? Yeah. So they're finished singing, and now Arthur's reacting to the song. Arthur looked shocked. He was even more shocked at the music video when we were all dancing. I liked that part. Then, when we were done, Carlos asked me a question that made me freeze. Hey, Kendall, you remember when you were talking to Arthur and you were trying to explain why your hair was blonde? Why did you say the dude was Apollo? Great. Now I have another life to explain. <laughs> So am I, do I get to see what the other life is? Uh, we're going to just read a little bit of this other life and oh my just God. a little beginning. Okay. <laughs> Why did you say the dude was Apollo, Carlos asked me. Great. Now I have to explain things about my dad, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> things I didn't want to say. Can we talk about this later? You know, not in front of Griffin, I asked. Carlos nodded. Okay, but I don't see what the big deal is, Carlos said. It involves my dad, I told Carlos. Carlos, shut up. He knew why I didn't like talking about my dad. He, he knows that you're a demigod, <laughs> apparently. James looked at me funny. I guess he didn't know what Apollo had to do with my dad. Logan looked like he thought he knew. I doubt he did. When we got to the apartment, Carlos almost screamed at me. What are you hiding from us? He probably didn't mean to scream. He had just had three bags of double espresso jelly beans. I sighed and sat down. You know how you never met my dad? Well, there's a reason. He's really, really important. And he's really busy. He had 11 jobs at last count. <laughs> Stop. Okay. And you're probably wondering how Apollo has anything to do with this. I know you're not going to believe me, so I'm just going to say it really fast and get it over with. Carlos was bouncing off the walls with excitement. Gustavo, I don't know why he came, was sitting and drinking coffee my mom had just made. My mom looked nervous, but I knew she, she would back me up. So her, the mom's like just totally, is she... <laughs> Who gave birth to Merlin? I think it's... Yeah, because... Yeah. Does he have two mothers? <laughs> I didn't realize... The, like. the logistics of this don't make sense. <laughs> Anyways. Um, okay. Logan and James were just waiting for me to say something. I took a deep breath. 
I also know what all the gods look like, and I've been to Mount Olympus. I, that, I, that isn't what I thought he was going to say. Gustavo nearly did a spit take. Carlos stopped bouncing off the walls and was still for once in his life. Logan looked at me in shock. James was pund- probably wondering how you get to Olympus. Gaius was looking at me in shock, and Arthur was trying to say something, but nothing came out. The reason I know is because my dad is Apollo. There, I said it. Arthur's note, pretend Arthur knows who Apollo is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Logan was choking on his soda. James dropped his mirror for the second time that day. Carlos looked very calm, so I knew something was up. Carlos said, relax, Kendall. My dad is Mercury. Oh, my God. <laughs> the room couldn't get any more silent. You're from Camp Rome. That is not nope. the name. <laughs> nope. It's Camp Jupiter. I exclaimed. And you're from Camp Half-Blood. You guys should not know about each other. Yeah. Assuming this is, I don't I guess know. maybe it is post-Blood yeah. of Olympus or yeah. whatever. Um, Logan said, what is Camp Rome and what is Camp Half-Blood? Carlos and I spoke at the same time. Training camps. Then I said, for demigods. And the reason I know what Camp Rome is, well, if you, yeah, if you knew what it was, you wouldn't call it that. And he knows what Camp Half-Blood is, is because we needed to combine the camps last summer. We were here, on tour. Gustavo then said something. Why do the camps need to be combined? I said, the giant's revenge. Okay, we, need to, we can stop here because there's and a dramatic, he, like, gigantic paragraph oh explaining. And then, he, and then he quotes the problem. <laughs> Seven half floods shall answer the call. Oh my god! To storm or fire, the world must fall. This is like a full. There's like a gigantic paragraph. The the then it has the prophecy, and then it's another paragraph explaining everything. It goes into everything. You get like Nico in here. It really is a deep explanation. Okay, so I think we have time for at least the beginning of this one more thing. Um, so this one is a little love story with Arthur. Okay. Is this a character? No, it's a f- fictional okay. character that they're making up. All right, so we're on quote of it, and it's... Uh, at least I think it is. Okay, <laughs> I, well... I'm assuming it is. I think they might be... Uh, I don't know if they're using a picture of someone from it, but I don't think it's her. Okay. All right, so anyways, the title is Anywhere But Here, Arthur Pendragon Love Story. And then it's Crystal. Name, Crystal. Doesn't know her last name. So, okay, so this, this feels very OC. Yeah, yeah. I was just trying to make sure. Yeah. Family, mother, Ruby, deceased. Father, Richard, deceased. It's always, it's always mm-hmm. deceased, deceased. Friends, the forest. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what does that mean? Extras, has a weird fascination, both spelled incorrectly, of one day becoming queen of the golden dragon. Wants to have other friends besides the forest. Wants to be married. Mm. Okay, queen. Work on your friendship before you work on getting married. Uh, Yeah, I feel like you should make at least one human friend, and then you can, like, talk about getting married to another person. Friends, the forest. Arthur Pendragon. Name, Prince Arthur Pendragon. Family, mother, queen, deceased. She does not have a name. She doesn't get a name. (laughs) Father, King Uther Pendragon. Friends, Merlin, Quen. (laughs) Is that supposed to be, like, Gwen, I think? Yes. Quen, Morgana, Goyas. (laughs) All the knights. Extras. Loves hunting. Never been in love. Wish he lived in the forest. Oh. She wants to be queen. She wants to be married. He wishes he lived in the forest. It's really a match made in heaven. Um, Okay. I honestly think we're going to... So 
This first chapter, we don't really need to read. It's just, oh, hello, she is existing. And now we're getting into bringing her to, like, the palace. So I start here? Yes. Okay. Arthur's POV. I was pacing too much. Merlin had tried to calm me down. We were standing outside Goyas' <laughs> chambers where he was tending to Crystal. I- I'm going to have to read it incorrectly each time. <laughs> Arthur, please calm down. Goyas said she will be all right. When has Goyas ever been wrong? He was right. I mean, maybe a few more minutes. A few minutes later, my father, the king, came into the hallway. Arthur, what are you doing outside Goyas's chambers? <laughs> Before I could answer, the door opened and Goyas came out. <laughs> Why do they have to make you read this so much? You can come in and see her. Merlin walked in and I just watched him, not being able to look at my father. Who is her? <laughs> I wasn't sure if he asked or shouted that at me. Just come and see. We both walked in, crystal, bright-eyed, and beautiful. I turned around and looked at my father, waiting to see the anger erupt from him, telling us to take the filthy creature away. But when I turned, there wasn't anger or rage. My father's eyes were soft, caring, and I swore it could have been love. But maybe I was going crazy. I don't... What? Oh, oh... Well, I was lying in the patient... This is Crystal's patient. point of view. Oh, yeah, Crystal's point of view. Sorry. Well, I was lying in the patient's bed. <laughs> Merlin came up to me. Goyas had told me all about Camelot and its people. I've seen the crest of Camelot. It's a golden dragon. This is where I'm meant to be queen. Okay, so she just has that idea. Yeah. So <laughs> She's like, I, this is, I need this in my life. I feel like I should just kind of walk around with that attitude. Like, this is, this is where I'm meant to be in charge. <laughs> The prince, I think, walked in with who I believe was the king. He's the I'm supposed to marry. Mm. Which one? The king? Yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's gross. I thought she was going to marry Arthur. <laughs> Ew. The prince turned round to probably his father, and I wasn't sure what they were doing. It was silent for a few seconds, so I decided to speak up. Forgive me, prince, but I do not know of your name yet. He turned around and with a gentle expression spoke softly. I am Prince Arthur of Camelot. I laughed quietly at how gentle he was judging by his size. He could probably snap Merlin in two. Okay. And who is this handsome man? I put emphasis on... Emphasis. And I meant to say emphasis. I put emphasis on handsome. I knew he would... I knew he probably twice my age, but I needed to put myself in his way so I could finally live out my fantasy. <laughs> I don't know if this is the kind of girl you want to be hanging out with, guys. Please. Please. The king, I believe, quickly dashed over towards me. <laughs> I am King Uther Pendragon, and who are my beautiful diamond? (laughs) I looked down, flattered, playing with my hands, when the king took one of them and started rubbing it. I discreetly glanced at Merlin, Arthur, and Goyas. (laughs) Arthur had a look of sheer disgust on his face. (laughs) So true. (laughs) Okay. Um, and Goya's shirt. Merlin just looked very confushed. <laughs> and Goya shared the same expression. I smirked at their reactions. Why? <laughs> Figure it was a good time to answer the king. 
I'm actually a crystal, sire. Crystals are a lot prettier than diamonds. Thank you, sire. He looked longingly into my eyes, and I mirrored his action. I didn't know it then, but I was falling in love with the king. And then author's name. And then the author's... Okay, don't kill me, please. I know it's supposed to be an Arthur love story. It will be, but I need to add this twist. Okay, hope you enjoyed it. So first she falls in love with his dad, and then she can fall in love with Arthur. But you see, as we're going to stop here, but as you read more, the king does propose to her. She says yes, but then Gaius comes to confront the king, and he's like you're so old that you won't be able to give her a child and Arthur would have to be the one to impregnate her with the child. Oh, no. And then she's like, I I don't want to do that. So then they call up the wedding, but that was the main plot point to stop them from getting married. Oh. Arthur would have to be the one to to impregnate her if his dad married her. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, my God. So that was a great story. Wow. Um, the falling in, the <laughs> dating the dad, then the ch- the son, that reminds me of that girl on Bachelor in Paradise who's like, I went on a date with his uncle. Yes. <laughs> like, you're a better kisser than him. <laughs> God. That's, that's, that's a little terrible, that, that one. Yes. Okay, well, that's what I have. <laughs> I put empathis on hands. <laughs> Okay. Wow. Thank you for sharing. Yes. Okay. So we'll look for next week. All right. We're going to do our sort by best match search. Star Trek Enterprise. I mean, technically Star Trek is, is one we could repeat, but yeah. maybe let's we can hold just, it yeah. and see if we can get an original first. Um, Temple Run. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. That's funny. There's the characters, except I don't remember any of them. <laughs> I didn't really know they had names. It was just like the Temple Run people. Transformers. Um, DCU. Alright, next page. DC, DC. Hitalia. <laughs> Harry Potter. Uh, American Idol RPF. Uh, I mean, could- we kind of, okay, we did Britain's Got Talent. I don't know who we would do for American Idol. That's what I, I just don't know, because, like, there are, like, I know some of the, like, judges and stuff, and obviously some of the contestants, but I feel like there's nothing, like... Yeah, it's not... It's not, like, a meme, so I don't think there'll be anything really about it. Maybe Randy Jackson? (laughs) (laughs) I think we can, like, not do that. Um, Sherlock again. Um, Mm. Lord of the Rings. I might switch to recent search. Yeah. And then we'll see, because I feel like this is just like repeating the classics over yeah. and over and over again. I mean, okay. Mm. Game of Thrones, we just did that. Um, the Walking Dead, I haven't watched that. Yeah, I haven't either. Death Note, again. Harry <laughs> Potter. Pitch Perfect. Uh, yeah, that's on our thing, That's right? on the wheel, okay, I think Pitch so. Perfect. Okay. 21. Attack on Titan. That, wait, we haven't... We I haven't mean, done Attack on Titan yet. I don't know. How how much do you think there'd be spoilers? I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Let's keep looking and we'll yeah. we'll hold Attack on Titan because we will do an Attack on Titan episode soon. It's just like we're about like basically one night away from finishing season three and then we can probably finish season four. In yeah, like maybe two we should nights. hold off because I don't want it to get spoiled. Yeah. I feel like if I look for crack fix. Or like finish up to where we are, where it yeah. is in season four or whatever. Oh, man. Like... 
we're like so close to being done it's not really worth it that's true like haikyuu it was fine because yeah. like it's volleyball and it's like will take us a while to actually get right to the end but like attack on titan we watch it fairly quickly with our friend this sounds like kim possible i think kim possible was on our Would list that count as like disney xd or something like, I mean, or we, did we have her separate i think we did have it separate hold on let me check um yeah kim possible mm-hmm. was separate what was the other thing we said Pitch Perfect. If you look for Pitch Perfect, I look for Kim Possible. Yeah, I think that works. Yeah. Okay. We we will do Attack on Titan soon. It's more just like we want to have the story preserved as much as we can. Yeah. Even though I have been spoiled. I've been spoiled too. It's just I just want to experience it all. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to like have like context for the things I've been spoiled. Exactly. Because I think writing it out would have more context than like random TikToks. I've seen yeah, I've seen a lot of random shit and like I don't fully understand what I've seen and I kind of want to keep it that way. Okay. So. So. We'll see you next time, maybe on Thursday, maybe some random time on the weekend. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) We'll try our best. All right. See you guys later. Peace and love.